Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. En just hörde var en gråtande Eidur Gudjonsson som efter playoffförlusten mot Kroatien hösten 2013 meddelar att han förmodligen gjort sin sista match för det isländska landslaget. Sedan 1996 hade han krigat som en ganska ensam stjärna från den lilla önnationen men aldrig tidigare kommit så nära ett mästerskap som han och Island var där i Zagreb och nu var det slut. Trodde alla, men ödet och Lars Lagerbäck ville annorlunda. We'll give it away here to Johan Berggudmundsson. And here's Eidegud Jansson! Oh, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Back he comes! And he scores his 25th goal after 18 months away from the national team. I mars 2005 var Islands enda riktiga superstjärna tillbaka i landslaget. Efter att ha blivit övertalad av Lars Lagerbäck. Och han fick ta del av den otroliga resan som nu lett hela vägen fram till EM i Frankrike. I den här podden berättar Eido Gudjonsson bland annat om varför Lars Lagerbäck lyckats ta lilla Island hela vägen till EM. What he has is something special. It's a presence when he walks in the door. There's everyone sits up when he walks in. And, uh, and one of the best attributes of a coach is, is the ones who can get their message over to the players most clearly. He, he definitely does that. Och utöver att ge sin syn på Lars Lagerbäck så ger även Eidur Gudjonsson sin bild av två andra stjärntränare som han spelat under. Mourinho loves confrontation. Guardiola does. He hides away from it and doesn't want it. 
Är du Gudrutsson berättar även om hur det var att komma till Barcelona som ersättare till Henrik Larsson och att han inte helt kände sig bekväm med att ständigt jämföras med sin svenska företrädare. And with full respect to Henrik Larsson it's uh, I had no problem with it but it's not nice when people are comparing you because we are completely different players and completely different characters. Och som vanligt börjar vi på den med en faktaruta och där jag svarar på några av frågorna eftersom det var begränsat med tid med Islands superstjärna. Eido Gudrunsson är 37 år. Han har fru och fyra barn och frun och de tre yngsta barnen bor i Barcelona. En son spelar fotboll på Island. Själv bor han i Molde för tillfället och spelar för Molde. Och hans lön, ja det är en väl förborgad hemlighet men hans olika transfers genom karriären har nått upp till ungefär en kvarts miljard kronor. Which is the best player you've played with? It has to be Messi. Because uh, I think I don't, don't need to explain why. He's just something extraordinary. Which title? You've won a lot of titles. Which title is the biggest that you've won? The, the one that I cherish the most is the first Premier League title with Chelsea. Because we were a group of players who had been together for four, five seasons, and uh, it was finally the moment for us to make that step. Not only playing at a good club, but becoming champions together. Which is the the biggest thing you've uh, experienced with football? Probably El Clasico. Is is the biggest game in in league football anywhere in the world I think so that's probably the biggest thing best coach you've had Mourinho I guess you have a favorite team which is it my favorite team uh, I'm I'm a Chelsea boy I was uh, Chelsea is more than a, just a football club to me. What's happiness for you? Being healthy. Which living person do you admire? Many. Mm. My wife. Which talent would you like to have? Musical. Your favorite swear word? Starts with an F. <laughs> and ends when you say K. If the if heaven exists, what would you like God to say when you arrive? Welcome. Och då var det dags för sporten nu Axel och du börjar med en historisk Lars Lagerbäck. Stämmer bra det Soraya för Island är ju klart för EM nästa sommar efter 0-0 hemma mot Kazakstan. Och när slutsignalen gick så jublade hela ön. Eller i alla fall nästan. Förbundskaptenen Lasse Lagerbäck var lugnet själv som vanligt. Being France now, it's absolutely fantastic with these guys. So, so yeah, I don't find words for it. And it's, it's been really fantastic every time I, I went to the finals before. But this, this feels a little bit more special. I mean, the, 
the warmness and the support we have got from people I met here and, and you can feel how proud Iceland are about these guys and, and so I can feel it deep in my heart too so of course it's a little bit special if you compare it with but uh, it's, it's, ah, it's fantastic mm. Island har väl nästan gått man ur huset för att alla vill åka till Frankrike och se det första mästerskapet som nationen någonsin nått. Och det är Lars Lagerbäck som har tagit dem till mästerskapet. Stjärnan är Eider Gudjonsson. Även om han inte kommer starta så är han på något sätt den största fotbollsspelare som nationen levererat. Och han ser fram emot att åka till Frankrike. Going into the Euros now, were you nervous when the Lars Lagerbäck introduced the squad? No. I was uh, just looking forward to it, excited, uh, but not nervous. Because I, until now, <coughs> I have not had the feeling that my career is incomplete without... Or Euros or World Championship, but maybe that feeling will change now in the next few days or weeks. They saved your name until last. Did you know that you were in the squad, or? Yeah, I knew an hour before because the players all received the message whether they were in the squad or not. What was the feeling when you got that message? As Pride, um, a little bit of relief and excitement at the same time. But you you retired from the national team after the World Cup qualifiers where you almost reached Brazil and you're still here. How come? Yeah, because uh, when I started playing for Bolton again, Heimir uh, Hatlinson and Lars, they called, called me and was asked me how I felt about coming back to the national team uh, because they felt I could still give a lot to to the team and uh, so I decided to do it. How do you look at the Euros? Will you do a Leicester and win? No, we will do an Iceland. We don't have to compare ourselves or look at anyone else to inspire us. Inspiration comes from from within. Uh, and we should play every game there as we did in the qualifiers. And then we will end up where we deserve to end up. Looking into the group, Portugal, tough opponent, but Austria, Hungary looks something you could manage. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, Austria is probably one of the most underrated teams uh, at the Euros at this moment. I think they are much stronger than what people think. We in Sweden know because they yeah. beat us in you the qualifiers. You should know. <laughs> so, uh, Hungary, of course, maybe with full respect, is the one team that we say can be a big chance for us. Everything has to go perfect for us to to achieve something. What's your role in the squad? Are you looking 
to start or are you ah oh, of course i i just go into prepare every game as i would prepare here like prepare like i would be starting at the end it's not my decision it's the decision of the coaches um, but i think it's important for especially the older and the experienced players to try and create a a good atmosphere because it's a long time together in um even in the build up and going into France and it's a long time that we spend together a little bit secluded so we have to try and create an atmosphere that uh, everyone feels comfortable and everyone feels that everything is in place just to concentrate on on the games a lot of icelandic fans are going there how is that feeling almost maybe 10% of the country is coming to france <laughs> yeah. yeah it just shows how excited people are in iceland um i think it, i mean us as players were excited the 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 people in iceland the, the fans everyone it's uh, it's a unique experience how many questions have you got about tickets not that many because uh when the tickets went on sale i think everyone was really quick quick to react in iceland anyway so how do you explain uh, the strides that iceland has taken this is the first major tournament they reached they were really close in brazil after not really being close for a long time yeah i think it's a uh, detail, small details in every department coming together i think the fact uh, that four four years ago uh, Lars Lagerbeck walked through the door uh, the response was automatic and natural that he had a lot of respect from the first minute uh, his message to the players is very clear on how we how he wants to play and how he wants the team to play the structure is a little bit more professional i think the the facilities in iceland in general have become much better i think the mentality around the football association has improved i think the mentality of the players has improved in a sense that we are not playing international games anymore just to be there we are there to compete and when you add these small things together plus the fact that we have a a really good generation of players with a mixture of young uh experience quality strength and that's the reason if you add all these things there were talk that you got uh, pitches uh, so you could practice year round was that a big factor getting all this generation because we have a lot of icelandic players in in sweden now doing really well yeah i think it's a of course i think it's a big factor. And I think the the players, the majority of the players that are in the national team now is sort of the first generation that is benefiting from the facilities. They they were probably starting their football when the indoor pitches were being built. So this is the first generation coming through to play for the national team, which is uh really good, but there's always room for improvement. Is uh, 
you see a lot of Icelandic players all over Europe, a lot of them in, in Sweden. Is that one factor that you want to get away from Iceland and play professionally around Europe? Uh, of course, if you have any ambition as a player, you have to leave Iceland. Iceland is just a well, semi-professional amateur, somewhere between amateur and semi-professional. And if you want to further your career, then uh, you need to have ambitions to play in bigger leagues, bigger stadiums with better players. And the Nordic countries is a good step for Icelandic players because I think they've made in the history a very good reputation from the, for, for themselves. Uh, their attitude usually is very, very good. They have this amazing willpower and plus now that the quality is stepping up in Iceland also. So we should try and definitely try and not to lose the, the authenticity of what is being an Icelandic footballer. Icelandic football is not known for its extreme technical ability, even though everyone is improving. Icelandic footballers throughout the years are known for their character, for their never give up attitude. And if you can hold on to that, plus the extra quality that is coming, then you have a good recipe. Coming to uh, Lars Lagerbeck, Swedish, uh, what has he meant for the team? Ah, he's meant a, a great deal. He has uh, taken over the team when he was in a bit of a low point. He uh, inherited a very good squad, a very good uh, moment to take over Iceland, I think. But he has come in with detailed, very... Uh, uh, how do you say? A lot of rep repetition in his approach, so <clears throat> it is very clear that how we want to play. No player goes onto the field without knowing exactly what his his role is. You've had almost all of the best coaches in the world: Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, Claudio Ranieri. How do you rank Lars Lagerbeck? <clears throat> It's difficult to say because, you know, with the uh, the coaches that you have at a club level, you see them every day. Uh, you see how they work in a in a longer period, uh, and you see the variation of the trainings. With the Lagerbeck, usually we're together three days, four days maximum. So it's it's difficult to say or to compare him. What he has is something special. Is a presence when he walks in the door that everyone sits up when he walks in, and uh, and one of the best attributes of a coach is is the ones who can get their message over to the players most clearly. He, he definitely does that. Do you think a, a coach that has been very successful at the club level, like Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, could they have done with Iceland what Lagerbeck has done? Ah, it's difficult to say because if I say yes, I'm making it look an easy job, and if I say no, 
then I'm saying not giving enough credit to the players. Uh, they probably could have, but they didn't. Lazlavik did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he he could have been a, a success in a club in Europe, or is his way of working perfect for the national team because he had good results with Sweden too? Yeah, I think his his, and this is just my opinion. His way of working is perfect for a national team. That's not to say he couldn't be successful in a in club football, but. Um, from the the time that I've known him I see him more as a national team coach in Sweden people kind of tired of his football because it was not taking any risks and uh, even though he took Sweden to a lot of championships people's demands went higher and they thought kind of can you understand that that you after a while can can tire on that football um, yeah you just have to play the best you can play with the players that you have and if you have a method that is working why would you change not uh, talking about Los Lagerbeck is there one thing that you could pinpoint that except his presence because that's kind of a, something concrete that he does or something concrete that he says to you that you should work on this No, not one thing. It's more the the collective. How do you feel now that he's leaving the Icelandic national team? Uh, I feel very thankful and grateful for what he's done for for our country. Mm. And I wish him all the best. That's. I'm probably stopping at, at the same time, so we, I'm not that. Uh, haven't thought about it that far. He's not the person who celebrates that much. I guess when you went to the Euros, he didn't celebrate that much. <laughs> He's a very quiet man, uh, but I'm sure he was. Even though he doesn't show much, he was very happy, and we felt that. And uh, he let the celebrations up to us, the players. And you took care of that. No, not me. I was just one of the players. Also, we uh, had a someone at the football association or took care of whatever we did. How? What is the view of Lars Lagerbäck on Iceland? That he should become president. And that's not a joke. <laughs> Maybe a little joke, but not. It's not a hundred percent joke. This is how much. Uh, people have taken to him and respect him and appreciate him. That's uh, I think that's the best word. He's really appreciated for what he's done. How important was this considering the crisis Iceland went through after the economic downturn and all that? How important has the football and what you, together with Lagerbeck, done? <clears throat> yeah, it's difficult to say the importance uh, because you have a financial crisis, but one thing, life goes on. And uh, I think the worst, and this is me just guessing, the worst period is, is finished in Iceland. But in any case, when you have something, when people are going through something, whether it's 
financially or illness or whatever they're going through in life, if you have some kind of positive distraction that can take your mind off your problems for a little bit, that's very, very good thing. And I think um, the uh, the national team has now been a very positive distraction from everyday life. You almost played with your father, who's well known in Sweden after playing for uh, Örebro, Arne Gudjonsson. You came on as a substitute for him. Uh, how was that? It was strange. It was a strange feeling. That's a very proud feeling, for a proud moment for us. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit of a bittersweet moment when you think that we should have played together and we should have played not only one, we should have played maybe ten games together. Why didn't that happen? Uh, because I broke my ankle. And the, 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 it was decided with the football association that they wanted the first game to be in front of the home crowd in, in Iceland. Uh, okay, and so it, we played this game and had this substitution, which was a, a historic moment. And I thought a month later or six weeks later we would play together, but I was unfortunate to break my ankle in the in between. And it never happened because he played for a couple. Uh, of he played two more years, but or eighteen months with the national team, but I could never recover. I was out for almost two years, so. That was a difficult time. What has he meant for your career? He was he was played he played in Sweden for many years and did really well, especially for Örebro, and uh, had a great career. What did it mean to have a father to be a, such a good footballer? Yeah, I, I looked up to him. I looked up to. Uh, I wanted to be like him, and it's. Uh, It's, uh, it wasn't strange for me in any sense. It was. It was just. This is my life. My father is a professional footballer, and it's natural to me. So it's difficult to explain how it was. It was just normal. And now he's your agent, and I know he was interviewed sometime with uh, in the Swedish newspaper and said that when you were out of a club that it was possible that you would go to Sweden. Has there any been? Interest from Sweden? I don't know. I uh, really don't know. It was. Uh, I think there might have been some interest when I came from before I, I signed here, but nothing that I know of. I, it was uh, a very quick decision here when I spoke to Ole Gunnar. That it was an easy decision to come here. How is it to have your father as an agent? I, I just see him as, a, as my father. Uh, in recent years, he, uh, he didn't have to do much because I've been in the game myself for such a long time. But of course, when when I was uh, going to Chelsea, moving from Chelsea to Barcelona. After that, in, in that process, 
he was uh, he was my agent now and he's always my father so it's I never see him as an agent he's maybe lower on the percentage than a regular agent yeah, yeah. looking at the Sweden did you ever come to Sweden and see he, your father play I never came to a game I came one uh, came to visit him um, in in Örebro but I uh, never saw a game. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now the Blues can try and spread the play out again. Lasso, great ball through to Johnson. Johnson's through. Can he finish? Chelsea have the lead back again. Zola. Johnson again. He's done it again. Identical to the first goal. Hasselbank. Good run by Johnson. Good finish. It's still Frank Lampard. And Lampard spilt. Johnson makes the game safe. Drogba looking for Ida Johnson. He's got there first. And it's ended up in the back of the net. And Chelsea score. Verticalidad, Iniesta que se frena, el disparo de Iniesta, el palo, el rebote para Guchonce y gol. Gol, 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 gol del Barça. Marco Guchonce. I Sverige känner vi ju mest till hans pappa, Arnold Gudjonsson. Men Eider Gudjonsson har haft en makalös karriär. Han slog igenom i Bolton när de var riktigt bra i slutet på 90-talet och gick sedan till Chelsea där han spelade under både Claudio Ranieri och framförallt José Mourinho. Och sen blev det Barcelona under Pep Guardiola innan det var, blev spel i Monaco, Tottenham, Stoke, Fulham och en del andra klubbar. Ja, och kollar man igenom spelarna han har spelat med så är det inga dåliga namn. Bland annat Lionel Messi och Drogba och Eto'o och en hel rad andra lirare. Och ändå är det en annan spelare som han passade bäst ihop med.
your Swedish connection is that you kind of came after Henrik Larsson in Barcelona and after you, when you left Barcelona, Slatan Ibrahimovic came to Barcelona. So you never played with any of those. I, I met uh, I met Slatan when he signed because I was still at the club and we spent some time in pre-season together. I think they're both uh, exceptional players uh, in their in their own right and and Slatan is Slatan is Slatan. Uh, I read an interview with you in 442 where you said that in the beginning when you played in Barcelona and scored you have the same number on the jersey as Henrik Larsson you were kind of coming after him that you, you were kind of part of his legacy before you made your own legacy. No, I, I don't think I, I said that. I, I basically, that was the feeling that the people had. Uh, Larsson left, I came in from Nordic country. I scored on my first game as a substitute. And it was the feeling that, okay, Larsson is gone, but we have a player exactly the same. And it, and with full respect to Henrik Larsson, it's, uh, I had no problem with it, but it's not nice when people are comparing you because we are completely different players and completely different characters. How, how did you, uh, in Sweden it's kind of like an enigma that Slatan wasn't really a success in Barcelona, but you adjusted. Can you understand why he didn't really fit into? Yes, I can understand why. Um, because it's a, it is a, a peculiar place, not peculiar, it's a, a particular place, Barcelona, and they play a certain way, and uh, they have a certain way of uh, behaving uh, around the club, and I think Barcelona as a football club didn't match the personality of Slada. That's what I think. Uh, and it's not negative for him or for the club. I just think it wasn't a good fit. But you've uh, experienced Slatan on the side. Are you surprised that he became such a huge uh, player that he became? No. I think he, uh, from the time that I met him, I think he's a wonderful guy. And there's not a, a dull moment when you're around him. And the fact that he has made the career that he has is not only because of his incredible ability and his uh, big physique, it's his uh, mental strength and this unbreakable belief in himself that has taken him so far. Looking back to your career, you had some tough injuries, at least one in Greece and also in the beginning in PSV Eindhoven when you had to go back to Iceland. How hard is that to overcome? Yeah, the first one was very difficult because it was such a long time and there was a big question mark whether I could ever play again, so that was tough. The second one, tough in a different sense because I was 33, I think. Yeah or 32, just turning 33. So, it's a different ends of your career. One is when you're starting and the other one is when you should be finishing, really. Yeah. 
but I it also gave me a lot of motivation the second injury because I just decided okay this is not how I'm going to leave the game is with an injury I'm going to stop I'm going to do everything that I can to stop in the way that I want to stop not because of of an injury or something else as a young player often young players or talents they want to know how to reach the way all the way you did what what's your advice to a young player coming through 15 16 choosing between different uh, yeah set your goals higher than you think you can reach because uh, anything everything is possible live your life uh, in full dedication to that to your goals I think that's the that's the main thing you set your goals and you live your life in a way that will help you reach those goals you came from Iceland small football nation you won the Champions League you won La Liga with Barcelona Premier League a lot of titles a lot of goals what is the things that you think made you the player and made that career? I think my uh, first self-belief, uh, my ability uh, with my feet, but most of all the ability I have here. Uh, in your head? In my head. Because I, I never in my career was I the quickest player or the the most technically gifted i think the my main strength strength was seeing the game a little bit earlier than everyone else you played in la liga you played in premier league liga uh, which is the best league to play in the best league to play in is the premier league the best quality is is la liga uh, and it's as simple as that. I don't, we don't have to argue. People who say, "Ah, we I would like to see Barcelona play against West Bromwich," or, with full respect, uh, Stoke City or West Ham. No, the, these teams have no chance because uh, the level of the top teams is uh, in Spain is incredible. And I think with what we've seen again with Europa League, Sevilla winning, we see now Champions League, uh, three Spanish teams in the semi-finals. That's it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself, yeah. Why is it better to play in the Premier League? Because the excitement, uh, because of the the coverage, and I think, um, and this is only my opinion, because... Uh, I followed the Premier League since I was a young boy and I didn't follow La Liga since I was a young boy. I followed Barcelona, but not the league itself. And because we grew up in Iceland, speaking English, watching English football, you feel much closer straight away to the atmosphere when you arrive in England. In Spain it was, of course, you you feel it, but you have to learn the language, you have to adapt your own life. And it takes a lot longer for you to feel integrated than when you're in England. You're one of few players who've had both Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola. 
what what are the differences and why are not they not really friendly i don't know why they're not friendly <laughs> uh Mourinho is a is a big character and uh, he really gives you a feeling that if you play to his his standards and what he believes you can do he loves you like family with Guardiola is more dis a little bit more distant and he's not such a big character he uh, Mourinho does not like confrontation uh, Mourinho loves confrontation Guardiola does he hides away from it and doesn't want it but as coaches I think they're at a similar level because uh, they see the game uh, and they see the details and they have a very clear view on how they want to play and they they get that across to the players could you choose one and say i would prefer that coach in front of that coach yeah i would choose mourinho why because i had a, I had a better relationship with him uh, and he was a, special in my career when you read the plays you've played with it's like the top of the list I mean Ronaldo and PSV Eindhoven and Lionel Messi Thierry Henry Drogba yeah, I, I mean I've been very fortunate um, and it's still when you said uh, in one interview the best player it was kind of a surprising player that you fit together with the play the best with you said Hasselbank was one yeah uh, definitely not the best player no I'm, but you you best, fit the best fit yeah how come we had something uh, a natural understanding that we were like two pieces of a puzzle that fit perfectly from the first moment that we met and it's difficult to explain and then by playing more with each other it just became more and more natural I would I, I could receive the ball and all, almost with my eyes closed I would know where he was that's the connection that we had playing with a lot of top players you were top player too is there one thing that you could see that all of them have Yeah, they all have a, a, a different ability. Whether that is uh, movement, uh, thinking ability, anticipation of the game, uh, or an instinct, they all have a different instinct. And the top players, absolute top, I would say they have something extraordinary, even above the really good players. The top players have something just slightly. Slightly more. You've been all the way up to the top and then slowly worked your way a little bit down. How is it to return and play in, or not return, you haven't played in the Norwegian League, but playing in the Norwegian League after Champions League, Premier League, La Liga, suddenly play in Molde? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's just the, the appreciation for the game that I have. I think it's uh, part of the fact that Iceland is going to the Euros Uh, and I wanted to be part of it. I honestly think, and this is with full respect to the the league here and, and the club, that 
if we were not qualified for the European Championship, I would not be playing uh, in Norway or not even be playing. I don't know. But I still have the desire and I still have the love for the game to go every morning and, and enjoy it. And whether that is here or somewhere else, here has been really good because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have been fantastic for me and I've felt that I've made an impact as well on the team and it's been a, a really wonderful time. After the Euros, will you quit playing in the club too? Will you hang up your boots for good? No, I don't think so. It's difficult to say because I, I don't know the feeling that I will have after the Euros. Uh, it's not out of the question. But it's uh, definitely not a, a sure thing. I mean, I have a contract here until another 18 months. So I, if you ask me now, then I say I would keep playing. Uh, what will you do whenever you hang up your boots? Will you become a coach? or? Uh, I, I honestly don't know if I would like to be a coach. I have a very strong idea and vision or picture on how I would work. Uh, but I've been away from my family for such a long time that I couldn't justify going into coaching straight after my career and being away uh, every weekend. and not being able to watch my sons play football and spend some time with my daughter. So at this moment, uh, what will I do? The first, the first thing that I will do after I stop is spend time with my children. They, do they live in Barcelona still? Yeah. And so you commute from Molde to Barcelona? Yeah, sometimes. How often are you in Barcelona? Not often. <laughs> I, I was... Uh, I saw them uh, a few days ago, last, and it was the last opportunity before uh, the Euros, so it was really nice. Uh, I think since I arrived in February I've seen them maybe twice. You have a son, several sons who play, but one who's 16, 17? Uh, yeah, I just turned 18. 18. Yeah. Do you have an ambition of playing with him like you did with your father? No. Uh, not that I wouldn't like to, but it's not something that is uh, my ambition uh, because he's just starting his his career and first time he plays he's playing in the first team with his team in Iceland and I wouldn't want to go and play in Iceland just to play with my son. Uh, the The moment that me and my father had was was nice because it was a natural thing because my father was still playing for the national team and the coach wanted to get me into the first national team also. It's not because of, ah, let's put father and son together. It's because it was, the moment was, was natural. If I go now to Iceland and say, yeah, I want to sign for the, my son's team, it's, it's pretty obvious why I would do it. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Yeah. Yeah, I would it like would be it. more of a construction yeah. just to play, not yeah. because yeah. something natural. So I understand. Uh, 
you've been an active player in a in a time when football has become such a huge it's bigger and bigger bigger money and everything has that taken away anything of the joy of playing more of an industry yeah, yeah i think uh, it hasn't taken away the joy of playing but it, it you do see the changes in the clubs and you do see and you do feel that the atmosphere around the football club is now much more business orientated than it used to be and when it becomes a business uh, sometimes the the most natural things get put aside just to keep the f the figures keep everyone happy with the figures and that's the only thing uh, i would say it's changing that if figures are starting to dictate the well-being of a football club it's not nice well, we have some players Dani Alves talked about this you probably yeah. saw Juan Mata also yeah. that it's kind of even though they make great money it's they think it's kind of like ridiculous money that they're making yeah uh, it has become <laughs> it has gone a little bit crazy in the last few years definitely um but what can you do as players? I think I think uh, that's the world you live in, and you have to accept it. How is it to still stay level-headed when you maybe come up without that much education, and suddenly you make so much money? I mean, they if you read about Premier League, they say that's sometimes a problem for young players coming up and making. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think that's a problem just for footballers. I think it's just a problem. Or a problem that can be for young people in general who, in, who all of a sudden make a lot of money. I don't think it's particular footballers. I think it's a, it's something that can can happen to anyone. The, also, you're gonna have to make your mistakes. Everyone makes their own mistakes, and just make sure you don't repeat them. You had a spell with gambling that you've been open with. Is that was that one part of a problem that comes with that? Ah, I wasn't very open with that. And oh, you was, weren't. No, it was just a story that was written in the in the press in England. Okay, so it's not. It wasn't. No, it's a long time ago as well. Ah. So, but looking at. Uh, Football being more popular, would you like to go somewhere? I know you've been to China. Would you like to go to play in the U.S. or something like that, or is it pretty much the end that we see now? Uh, no, I would like. I would like to play in in the U.S. But not only the U.S. I would like. I think uh, the way I feel, I would like one adventure. I've had many adventures, and I would like an adventure towards the end of my career whatever adventure that is to play somewhere uh, yeah, where not all the focus is because everyone follows the European football and, and somewhere maybe I don't know far far away but you've been to China but yeah that you won't do again uh, I pro I'm, I would it's not a neg it wasn't a negative thing it, it was more that being in China would not have helped me, I think, preparing for the European Championship. 
not the quality of training and uh, just uh, in general being so far away from the family being so far away from everything and when you travel for international games and you have to travel for uh, I don't know 20 hours it's difficult okay thank you very much yeah det var nära att det aldrig blev någon intervju med Eidor Gudjonsson. Han var tvungen att ge sig av till Island i ett privat ärende och dagen innan jag skulle flyga till Molde så blev den insen. Men Molde hjälpte till att styra upp en annan träff några dagar senare och Eidor Gudjonsson släntrade in i pressrummet och jag kan ju förstå att Islands motsvarighet till Slatan som gett många intervjuer inte alltid är mest taggad när det kommer en utländsk intervjuare och kanske vill ställa en del av de givna frågorna som han svarat på många gånger. Men det är utan tvekan så att Lars Lagerbäcks insats för Island har gjort att man har ett litet extra öga på islänningarna och kanske hoppas att de ska kunna gå långt också ihop med Sverige under EM. Och podden, ja den ska förhoppningsvis rulla vidare och har spelat in en del avsnitt och... Vi ska hålla ut till mitten på juli när det är dags för uppehåll och semester och innan dess så blir det förutom Aidan Gudjonsson även en tung tidigare UEFA och FIFA-ledare som är på gång under sommaren och en del annat hoppas jag. Och som vanligt är det Olle Junell Lindberg som har producerat podden och ni kan höra av er med synpunkter till olof.lund.tv4.se eller Twitter Olof Lund. Eller Instagram Olof Lund. Alltid tacksam för era synpunkter. Tack för den här veckan. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.